0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. This is part four of Tina's Training Tips A to Z, and we left off on R. I finished up with rate, so just remember, rate's extremely important. Whether you have a free runner that needs more quiet work and stopping and relaxing at the barrels, or your push horse that just needs a little bit more fluid and um, flex, you know, flexion and fluidity while they transition from their go cue to their rate cue to their turn. um, Rate is really important. So again, whether they are a push horse or a free runner, rate and turn happen at two different times. And that's something that a rider has to make sure they teach and they also do properly in competition. The next R is rollbacks. Rollbacks are a really important part of your training. Rollbacks for the barrel horses, I like to have bend. So when I start a rollback and I'm two-handed, I like to elevate the front end. So I'll sit back and kind of use my hands and my body just to elevate that front end. I'll get the nose a little bit the direction I'm going, but I'm only gonna move my hand about an inch up and back of my direct rein as soon as I can see a little eye or nostril. Then I'm going to look over my shoulder, sit back on the hip of the direction I'm going, and use my outside leg and ask my horse to roll back. So that way I don't have a stiff rollback, but more of attach my inside rein to my pivot foot, follow the nose and roll over their inside hock. So that's how I like to do my rollbacks. And I think that's a huge part of teaching a horse to be lighter on their front end and use their hind end more. I also like are ride in the moment. In competition, we have to really learn to be present and in the moment. It's not a good thing to be thinking too much about what you need to do. You should be thinking about what you should do during the week and that's um, an okay thing to do during the week. You want to practice perfect, pay attention to detail. But in competition, that's when you need to trust your autopilot, your muscle memory, and just ride in the moment, focused on your spots. It may be one or two other things as you go down the alleyway, like, you know, for whatever horse you're on. Some you might be thinking, sit up all the way into the hole. Others you might be thinking, sit and say, whoa. But again, um, riding in the moment is very, very important. I'm going to move on to S, stirrups, stirrup length. That's really important. When I stand up in my stirrups, I like about four fingers between my crotch and my saddle. If I take my feet out of my stirrups, I like my feet to hang one to two inches past my stirrups. You have to have a little bit of bend in your knee in order to be able to lock down on your horn and really sit in a turn and have some balance on the the balls of your feet in your stirrup. It's also important to to get up out of a turn to be able to put a little weight in your stirrups and pull up on the horn. So I use my stirrup length for sitting, for getting up, and I also use it if I want to keep a little weight in the outside stirrup or hip, if I'm trying to keep a circle or ask my horse not to turn too soon. So again, I like the balls of my feet in the stirrups and I want to make sure my stirrups are even. So often in clinics, I'll see riders with stirrups completely uneven or maybe stirrups that are just too long. If your stirrups are too long, you're going to be unable to post properly Also, it's going to make it difficult for you to sit down in your turns. If your stirrups are too short, it's going to throw you over the front end too much. So stirrup length is extremely important to the center of your balance. Next, I want to talk about seasoning and adding speed. If your horse can work perfect at home 100%, only expect maybe 75% to 50% at a jackpot until they get seasoned to new places. Do not ask more at a jackpot than you have asked at home on your novice horses. Do not add speed until they can do it perfect at the current speed. Speed actually will come on its own once you build a confident, consistent pattern. The speed will just naturally come. But if you do notice a hot spot, it's important if they start to emotionally start showing that they're upset or making mistakes to slow it down and get it right again. I can't stress that enough. A horse will tell you when they're ready to go faster and it's a good place to do it is maybe i don't necessarily push them harder to first barrel i might start hustling a little bit more out of second or third or maybe home and then you know if they can handle it i'll start pushing them to first but again if you start adding more speed you have to realize you may have to sit earlier for rate you may have to say whoa earlier here you know help them easy you may have to sit And maybe do a two-hand check or one-hand check you may have to help more as you add more speed but it's important that you do pay attention that you're not getting any hot spots with them and that they're staying uh, confident and um, continue to blossom as you go Um, basics and barrels for me I like to start them on basics um, usually at three but in like my little Rocky's case, he was a dismature foal, so I didn't start him under saddle chili was three, so he didn't get basics until four. He's just now learning the barrels at five, and he won't compete until six, but normally I'll do basics at three, barrels at four, and compete at five. Um, I don't really care to be breaking a colt at two, and basics at three, and running 1D times at four. I just think it's too much too soon for most horses um but then again the futurity world is different they're about the money and all of that so I honestly think you have to look at the individual horse and what they can handle and the longevity if you're looking to make a horse that can last a lifetime and not be blown up or broke down so I think ethically you have to really make sure that you don't blow up 30 to make one nice horse so Um, anyways the next letter is or i'm still on the same letter smooth is fast for the s how many times have you seen a run that didn't even look fast but it has set the pace of or win the barrel race it's usually because they were so smooth with no bobbles no hesitations they're just fluid and running without losing momentum as they rate and turn the barrel looking effortlessly That didn't happen by luck it took time and skill and many hours of training to get a horse to work that smooth going fast some horses are way more athletic and natural to it especially the way that they breed horses nowadays but don't ever doubt that a lot of hours went into making that horse and that rider a solid team education with speed is key but it must be done in increments so that a horse can handle it Um, when you do more they and w- where you can do less and they do more. Every year I um, tune in to watch some of my girls at uh, webcasts, at big shows and such. And as I watch, I often see many bloopers and things that come to mind is smooth as fast. I think when people start thinking about speed, they start overriding where if they just worry about being correct and riding to their spots, they have a better run. So don't let your nerves get to you. Focus on the things that are important, like riding to your spots and being there for your horse. Prior to your run, it's good to visualize a positive, smooth run. And then clear your mind and take some deep breaths and just pet your horse and say a prayer and and let it work. You know, let your horse work. Trust your training and, um, and you'll do great. Next is side passing i honestly love side passing and rollbacks but i think side passing offers a huge value with horses so often i'd get a horse in for training and they could never open and close a pasture gate to go ride with the cattle it would take me 10 minutes to get them to stand by the gate to open it because all that they've ever done through gates is go fast so side passing teaches patience especially opening and closing a gate it also gets some focused on a cue of going sideways instead of forward, so I think it's an important part of your horse's training. My next S is slicing barrels. Slicing barrels can happen on a horse that just wants to turn really bad, or a rider that sets up a horse poorly for position. Um, how to fix it or how to ride it. If you have a horse that has a lot of motor but wants to slice the barrel because it has a lot of hunt and turn it's best to control them by going straighter longer it often happens at first barrel if you attend a jackpot with a long score from the alleyway to first barrel it's really important that you ease into the arena maybe not let them get rolling right away or strung out but definitely go up the middle before you head to your arc it also helps to stay two hands maybe use your inside leg and really give them a proper arc as you're going, make sure you're riding square. Don't be looking in at the barrel. That can cause slicing for sure. Looking down their neck or lifting up your inside rein or or actually heading straight at it. So try not to ever pull on your outside rein because all that's gonna do is cause a counter arc, pulling the nose to the outside, dropping the shoulder and swinging the butt. It's dangerous and it's also um, just really bad form. There's all kinds of styles of turns. So the styles that I want to talk about, if you watch the NFR, you could see horses that give their nose and are very bendy around the barrel. You could see horses that are very stiff and high headed and seem to get their shoulder closer to the barrel. You can see horses that almost V a barrel, more like a rollback. So you can have front endy you can have rollback, you can have four-wheel drive, you can have stiff, bendy. There's a lot of styles out there. I try to train them all to have soft bend, not over bend, but have softness to their body. I try to train them all to be four wheel drive, but as they further along and they show me that they have an efficient turning style, I'll let them have that. It's our job to teach our horses to use their body correctly, but then as time goes by, we can let them develop their true winning style. As your horse is learning, certain fundamentals have to be in place. But as they become an open horse and they're reaching top speeds, you got to review your best runs and turns and see which ones felt the most efficient and really just let that style develop. Suppling Exercises Shoulders If you feel a horse is doing their circles with their shoulder to the inside or blocking you or even shoulder in a barrel hitting them, There is a possibility they're not light to your inside leg and rein. So the best thing you can do for these kind of horses is do a lot of nose in, nose out circles and straight lines. By getting a horse to do my three circle drill, nose in for a half a turn, nose out for half a turn, and head down for a half a turn, it really gets them to be a little bit softer, a little bit lighter. And um, it's important that they can do a circle properly where you can guide their nose to the inside pick up their shoulder and soften their rib with your inside hand and leg and then that will automatically put the hip and the pivot foot under and you really need to make sure that this horse can do this at every single speed before you go fast again. T for tie downs. I'm not a huge fan of tie downs. I know there's horses that do better in them but if I can start my own horses they're not going to be in a tie down. I've spent enough time on their foundation they're never going to need one. But occasionally I'll get a horse in that maybe was a rope horse or had someone train them before me and they're used to them so that horse I may go ahead and ride in one but if you're riding in a tie down because your horse does not give to pressure or because you have a lack of control that is the wrong reason to be in a tie down um, I would avoid them if it's for that reason I really feel a horse that needs their head and neck to balance and if they're tied down what are they going to do when they fall? I watched a horse at the NFR slip and fall once and it had its head tied down and it was trying to balance and unfortunately the tie down kept it from not being able to balance with its head and neck and it ended up whacking its head on the barrel. Had it not had the tie down it probably would have recovered. I do feel like for some people they're band-aids for skipping steps in your foundation. There may be people at the higher level that are using them just for a little bit more collection or a little bit more balance. But definitely don't use them just because your horse gets upset or doesn't give to pressure or tosses their head. You need to teach your horse to be broke and get a solid foundation. My next T is two things. I tell my customers when you're approaching the alleyway, take those deep breaths, clear your mind, and only think of one or two things that are most important to your run, like riding to your spots, um, and that will help you have a fresh, clear mind, and you'll be thinking positive, and you can execute what you need to get done. T for timing, probably the hardest thing to teach, but the most important thing to learn. Being assertive enough to be just a little ahead of your horse with your eyes and guiding where you're going but in time with their stride with your body and legs, knowing when to ask for rate with your seat and when to turn from your body and your hands guiding and when to give it back and hustle out. It can absolutely change on ground conditions, on how the pattern is set up in an arena, the mood of your horse that day, the temperature, who knows. So timing is best to be taught through experience and many hours spent in the saddle together. I, I really don't think there's anything that can replace the time you spend riding and practicing it just makes you a better horse person and that's what develops your timing two strides two strides a rate and two strides a turn is how you get to your maximum potential i try to teach everybody that you have to have two strides a rate for each barrel and two strides around to reach your maximum potential figure eight drill with a snap that tlc teaches Um, is a really good drill that'll help you work on that and even though each barrel has its own style like first is three quarter and second is a full turn and third is a half a turn you still only want two strides around each of those barrels and two strides of rate. t for training the individual no cookie cutting there are no people exactly the same there are no two horses exactly the same so cookie cutter training it's not going to work. Every horse learns their own way on their own tables. Some with more legs, some with less, some with more rein, some with less, some with a, di- a different bit or a side pull, some with every, it can just vary. Every horse has their strengths and their weaknesses and you wanna help develop their strengths where they shine and then help their weak spots become stronger. You, we're getting closer, you for understand. It's very important to understand the level of rider you are, the level of your horse and their training, and set realistic goals based upon that, based on both of you. Understanding it will take longer for a novice rider with a novice horse to reach their maximum potential. Green on green can make black and blue, but if you're working with a coach, you'll definitely get there faster. Another ugly U is ulcers. Ulcers can cause a horse to quit working, have gait issues, cinching issues. Um, horses that are prone to ulcers from um, stress of competition, maybe training, travel, or even diet. You'll want to keep them off of feed. Um, it could cause them to to uh, colic, not want to eat their food. They could become behaving poorly, badly, and become gait sour. You're going to want to seek your vet and make sure, and you can have them scoped to see. But I also just like to use natural products like Miracle Clay from Dynamite as a preventative. And also for treatment, I'll add Trace Mineral Concentrate. So um, there are natural options out there that benefit horses too. So without some of the side effects that you have with your RX medicine. Uh, Let's see here. What else? V for vacation time. Vacation time is loved by everybody. It's much needed for you and it's much needed for your horse. So just like you need time off from your job, give your horse a week or a month away from their job to heal physically and come back stronger mentally and fresh. Do not underestimate the amount of time, some time off and how it can help a horse, young or old. W, ups. In competition, warm-ups can differ depending on your horse. A hot horse may need a long, slow warm-up until they settle into the environment. It could take that type of horse an hour. Then you may have to tie them to the trailer and let them relax before your run and just get up on a couple drags out and just walk quiet circles until you head up to the alleyway. A laid-back horse can handle a quicker, paced warm-up. And um, same goes for their rides at home and such too you can do a shorter quicker ride with them and and just focus on flex and fluidity w for whoa. how to get your horse to woe on a loose rein that's so important the riders that don't have a loose rein woe it's because they always use their hands to woe so the first thing you need to learn is to teach it on the ground while you're lunging and change your body language. Say the magic word, whoa, and they should stop and face you. Once it's good on the ground, then start doing it in the saddle. If they won't do it right away at a walk, I promise they will. Once you get 20, 30 minutes into your ride and you're trotting and loping circles, they're gonna be looking for the W. So just be sure you exhale, take your legs off, sit deep in the saddle, put your hand down where you have no rain pressure and say woe. If they stop, rest them and pet them. If they don't, back them up a few steps. Eventually, you'll have an awesome loose rein woe. A woe should feel like a raining horse where they put elevens in the ground and think the Grand Canyon's in front of them, not like an airplane landing at the airport. Whips for W. Uh, whips can help you or they can hinder you. Be sure that when you whip, it's after you've pulled up on the horn and your rein is forward and you're hustling. Try to whip and stride with your horse. The worst thing I see is people sitting down the reins back as they whip. Or bad timing. They whip going into the turn instead of coming out of a turn. Um, those things, you know, if, if you're having that kind of problem, just leave the whip in the trailer. Or hang it over and under on your horn and maybe just use it Uh, if you have a respect issue going in in the alleyway or maybe to get them to run all the way to the timer on the way home. Some horses do well with just patting them on the shoulder running home. And that's important to know your horse. Some horses do better with kicking. Some horses do better with whipping and stride with them. Some horses just do better two hands smooching and just getting up and riding them with your energy home. X for x-rays. If you ever think your horse is sore... And they're not running as good as they were or feeling maybe off during their conditioning during the week or maybe they have a puffy spot on a leg or a hot spot somewhere it's important to consult your vet and get some diagnostics done something small could turn into something large like a strained or pulled or torn ligament or tendon or pulled or strained muscle and you'll want to get that handled before it becomes something that needs six months to a year to heal if at all why you is the one we're going to go with now you have chose you you have choices in your life you have chose barrel racing i hope you always choose to put god first in your life along with the hope and faith that even when things get hard and you fail that it may get tough you will get through it just never give up and i hope all your dreams and goals come true for you. Z, zone. When you're in the zone, you know it. You have cleared out all the outside no- noise as you approach the alleyway. You are focused, you act- absolutely can feel it. You've done your breathing, you've cleared it all out. Nothing's in your mind except for your run and your horse. And your focus on the fill of your horse underneath you, riding to your spots as you lay down a great ride a run so getting in the zone is something that you have to work to do but once you do it is something that you'll know when you're in your zone and we have to train ourselves to be mentally tough and positive just like we train ourselves to be the best at barrel racing as a skill z for zebra a zebra is black and white and everyone knows that but much of life is not black and white we have to times have to think outside of the box we have to be thankful for the gifts in our lives and um, I'm thankful for all my members in my virtual group all my team TLC's that come for clinics and lessons I feel very blessed to be a coach and I am thankful for my business I'm thankful to get up every morning and love what I do for a living it's my passion so I, I just think often when we're working with horses and people It's important to think outside of the box. And finally, I'm going to share with you, actually, I'm going to save that for the next part, the secret to winning. That's going to be the next part. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.